1: We interview senior-level baby boomers who share their stories, insights, and how-tos for the emerging leadership of millennials. Our mission is to celebrate their accomplishments and aid in preserving their business knowledge. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody, welcome back to High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. I am your host, Chris Williams. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This is part two of my interview with the CEO of Falco Consultancy, Chris Falco himself. He's doing some amazing things in the city. And if you have not heard part one of our interview, I highly suggest you go to Google Play or iTunes or wherever you can find a device or you can go to highlevelwisdom.com. Download the episode. Listen to our first part of our interview. It is highly informative. His approach is very unique. And it's very cool that he actually feels that some of what millennials are bringing to the workspace is partly The parents fault. So go listen to that part one interview. This is part two. And so we deep dive into his thoughts, his processes, how he put things together, not only in his company, but his perspective on the workforce in general. Take a listen to part two of this interview with Chris Falco, the CEO of Falco Consultancy. Take a listen.
2: There is a millennial sitting somewhere who's who's been out of college and they're working in that corporate job and they're already kind of, you know, they're in the company. They, they know that they eventually want to get to a particular place. What would you say to that millennial who may not know how to start building those relationships with that baby boomer manager or that baby boomer who's, you know, sitting in, in a senior level position? What what would you say is a, is a good thing that they should start doing in order to foster those types of relationships?
3: You know, assuming that they don't have. Whether it's that manager or someone equivalent to that manager, someone in the company that they that they feel like that they could mentor with, and I think the next step is they're going to have to take the initiative to to go outside of the company. It's still in the business environment, but you know, go look for opportunities to put themselves in, for lack of a better term, an uncomfortable situation. It may be, for example, something as simple as you know, where this company in town and my manager's not really the greatest guy when it comes to some of the networking capabilities and, and the ability to learn that skill set or to bring in clients or something like that. They're more of a technical manager. But I want to, I want to go further than just the technical side. Find out the, the business organizations that the company belongs to and see if, if it's okay with the company to allow them, and many times it is, allow them to start getting integrated into those. Like, for example, a chamber of commerce. Many Chamber of Commerces have hundreds of networking opportunities that and they're designed to teach people how to, to go out and network and how to interface with other business people and how to talk to them and how to do your elevator speech and just a lot of different opportunities to mingle and and talk to people that are either similar to you or are further along in their career but are willing to still talk to you about all the things that go on around the community and around them and, and the markets that they're in. And Usually, the company will say, "Yeah, go ahead, go go to that, go to that networking event. We'll pay for the networking event; it's twenty-five bucks or whatever." And you know, go go for it because they know that you're doing this for the benefit of the, in their mind, for the company. When in fact, that millennial can really be doing it for the benefit of themselves in terms of developing their own business networks. And so, looking at the organizations that the company's in is a great way to, to branch out, side of not getting that manager to help. A great way to help build those soft skills and help them to build the relationships.
2: That's awesome. So, and I think that going outside sometimes is a little scary for people. And I oh, think sure. that uh, especially for senior leaders, I think that, that it might be something that from a mentoring standpoint, some senior leaders might have to begin to look at how can they support uh, some of that outside uh, influence uh, for their, you know, emerging leaders. Inside of the company, Mm -hmm. so that they know that you know we not only care about you working here, but we also care about you growing in your, in your understanding in your career as well, right? Because that could definitely uh, pay off. So absolutely, there are things that
3: uh, whether it's I've taken my staff who have looked at I want to develop my skills, I'll take them with me to something, and I'll I'll make the introductions for them. Wow, I'll get them kind of started in it, and then back off and let them kind of have a chance, you know, because. People will show up, and if you're not you're you're not used to, it, you're going to stand in the corner and hope for somebody to approach you. But right. I'll take them and help make those introductions to people I know that I know will be a, a soft landing for them to be able to have conversations and and learn more about what's going on. And all the way to we do things with especially our some of our emerging leaders in our firm. We'll put them into certain programs like Vistage or a program called Lead that helps them get in in with peers their same level and. Talk about a lot of these things and develop those skills with people that are you know feeling the same way and uh, it's a great way for them to to get a chance to build that confidence, which is ultimately what they're trying to do that's awesome so you know it
2: makes me think of a, of a couple of things there that now that you mentioned that you know as a baby boomer who you've been a leader for a very long time in your field, mm-hmm. what would you say are some of the misconceptions that are sitting out there about being a baby boomer leader that that you think you know
3: you would like to address for a millennial or for anyone that you kind of need to evaluate that 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 leader that baby boomer leader and kind of look at what you think their skill set is and and everyone obviously is different. Um, we are always out trying to hire the smartest. I always try to find somebody and hire them who's smarter than me and not consider myself the sharpest tool in the box, but someone who can really see good talent. And because I, I see myself more as a as a visionary type person and. You know finding those really strong technical s- smart people to supplement what I do or to uh, for me to be able to easily hand things off to is is a is a great thing for me and I think for uh the boomers they've got to uh, or for the millennials looking at the boomers they've got to they've got to assess what kind of manager they're working with. and I think from there it's going to allow them to kind of adapt a little bit to their own style to see how that's going to get both generations talking. You know, I think the, the millennials, uh, as I said, are, are very good at what they do, but they need to really understand that they're going to have to be patient with the, those baby boomers because they're not, there's a lot of them at, a, at the technical levels that they are that are nowhere near as quick as what they may be. And so being a little bit tolerant, being a little bit patient of them and just understanding that they're sponges and try to be a sponge to so them that person to really learn their techniques and skills is, is one of the best things that they can do when it comes to uh, to gearing themselves to the to the boomers as well. The boomers are proud people. They're people who believe in long-term growing of things, whether it's assets or businesses or whatever, and they take pride in that. And, you know, if millennials can play to that pride, if they can know, make sure that what they're doing is helping to enhance the things that are... You make a difference to the overall organization uh, the boomers are going to recognize that and they're going to embrace that and they're going to they're, they're, they're wanting to mentor is going to become much more obvious
2: awesome you know that's really huge because i think part of what we what we're facing in today's corporate world is a uh, kind of a lack of that understanding and i think mm-hmm. we we all kind of can learn you know uh, from each other i heard someone say this um that I thought was pretty interesting. They uh, they said that they realized, and kind of their aha moment was the fact that they were actually hiring their kids. And so until they had that understanding and realization, they, they were very frustrated. But then they realized, well, this bunch of energy and and, and vibrancy and, and opportunity, you know, seeing person is really my child, and it's a, and it's not to demean them, but it means that there's a different. Mm-hmm. There's a different perspective that you kind of have to take, a, as opposed to uh, just writing off everyone and over generalizing you know, the entire generation. You know, uh,
3: very much so. I think that there's too many, too many times we we become impatient because it's all about instant gratification, and we, and, and we get so focused into the day to day operations of the business, and some businesses even to the point of there's a there's a you know what's the balance in the checkbooks driving your decisions that. You know, we forget about the big picture, and I think as, as, as business leaders and hopefully visionaries for your company, if you're spending, a, if you catch yourself and say, "Let's spend a little more time thinking about the bigger picture here, and what are we trying to accomplish," and not get mired in the details. Those details are going to get taken care of by the, the sharp people that you hire. Uh, you're going to feel much more inclined to really want to spend some time and mentor them because the amount of time you spend there is going to pay off tenfold. As they start to take on more responsibility, and, and they'll make you look good in the process. Absolutely. So,
2: what are those things that you think are common uh, among a millennial and a baby boomer that are that are values? Because you you hear that conversation all the time. You hear you hear the, mm-hmm. the idea that oh they don't they don't value anything or they don't have no they don't have any loyalty. So that that seems to you know, and it sometimes seems to be a little frustrating to some people. the The idea that you know a millennial might Job hop, you know, over a ten year period versus being able to stay at one, you know, uh, makes you know make some folks feel well. I don't want to invest in somebody who's going to leave me, you know. But Mm -hmm. but what would you say are some? You can always talk about the, the differences, but what would you say are maybe some of the common shared values between a millennial and a boomer that that
3: you would notice? Well, we hire so we hire anybody in this day and age. You know, I look at it as if I can hire somebody and I can keep them here to five years. For me, that's a home run. So the idea is to step back and think about what is, what is it going to take to keep somebody around that long versus if you're trying to think of somebody that's going to be around for 20 years. And it's about helping them feel like they're developing their skills. And I think we want them to develop, to develop their skills and they want to learn more and more. They do. They really do. And now they may not be comfortable learning all the things they want them to learn, but if we can come up with a, with a program or an approach that helps them not only learn the stuff that they're really competent at, but also the stuff that is not as comfortable for them, and it's something that they enjoy doing, and they feel like it's a team, and they and 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 we don't make it seem like I'm their boss all the time and, and I'm a dictator and you do what I got to do. Yeah, I tell you to do. It's more of a collaborative approach. And so I think and I think a lot of us as, as baby boomers want to be more collaborative too, but maybe not in the same way that a, that a millennial might, but I think the ultimate goal is the same. And us paying attention to them and showing them some of that respect that they're willing to do the same thing for us. And so it's just trying to determine what's that happy medium between the two. But I think that's what kind of bonds us with with them. They, they embrace the idea of change, and we do. And, and I think baby boomers embrace the idea of change as well. But we're just not used to it at the speed that a millennial might be. How do you take this idea of embracing change and for the good of not only the firm but I think the the overall good of the the community that they're in? And how do you how do you find some happy medium in between the two that everybody can live with from a speed perspective that you can all get on on board with and just kind of embrace and do together? And that's that takes a little bit of time and and getting to know your people really well and. And understanding what it is that's driving them. Because what's driving them is not what's driving a exactly. boomer. But I think not in the in the technical sense, like me driving that I want to build value in my company and, and all of these things and truly centric on that. For them they want they have a drive to, to do good and to to do some things that are that are meaningful to them along with what they're doing in their job. Well, let's figure out how to marry those things together as a core as a company. And see if we can both get the best of both worlds out of it. And uh, everybody win. And they like that win-win scenario. They really do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's a very, um, it's a delicate approach, I think. And, and to your point, it definitely takes mm-hmm. some time because everything doesn't happen clearly overnight. As, as you kind of have thought through the, the folks who've come in and out of your office who you've uh, been able to help, whether they've been there five years or longer or maybe even shorter. What would you say has been the thing that you've you've always ensured that inside of your company, no matter who they were, that they're walking away with and at the end of the day that you would want them to know about the the type of company that you've built
3: foremost, we want them to understand that we don't take ourselves too seriously as people I mean what we do is not solving world problems I mean it's uh, from the perspective of well we're not necessarily saving lives we're we, we offer service, we offer, we offer uh, for our clients, we offer a uh, peace of mind. And by using that as a concept, we try to help these, our staff not only learn, you know, the technical aspects of what they do. And we put them through a very formalized training program with our, with our existing staff. So I don't sit there and train, uh, new staff on how to use all the work paper tools and all the computer techniques. I use somebody that's actually closer to their age who understands the you know understands the technology and them really well to kind of help them build that relationship and understand why they need to under to, to know the things that they need to know to get started. And so uh, by doing that, I know where my where I come in here to kind of supplement that. And we want to make it a fun place to work. We want to make it a place that is not rigid. We want to make it a place that does promote, you know, some creativity and flexibility. In fact, I mean, I try to, as we get bigger, it's harder for me to, you know, see staff on a day to day basis because we've got them all over the place and they're doing different jobs. But as a, as a boomer, I think that we need to take more time to just stop and go sit down and, and just chat with them. You know, walk over to the desk and, and, uh, I'll go back there and the back office and i'll just kind of break the concentration of and we'll just we'll have a good laugh we'll have a chance to chat about what's going on or how's everybody doing and, and or specifically one-on-one but i'll i'll show an interest in them as people not just as them as employees and i think the more of that that happens that, that environment really fits for them and it also gives me some satisfaction because i'm trying to build a family and i think if you can build that kind of family, they're going to do whatever they can to help and, and produce other than just, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this for the paycheck and I'm, and uh, I don't really have any motivation to do it for anybody else, but if they feel like they're doing it for their person next to them or they feel like they can, they can easily talk to me about a lot of different things as it relates to work or, or anything. It's almost like a, a maybe a parent, but not exactly. If we can do more of that kind of interacting with our staff, I think you're going to develop a good team of millennials, and that's what we've seen happen. And, and, and anybody that hasn't stayed here, when they've left here, they've got a very strong technical background. And they also have a feeling of what, what a work environment that is not designed to be chaotic would be. Even though we, we tend to be very driven by deadlines and, and pressure, it's, it's controlled chaos, is how we say it. And <laughs> that, that goes a long way to help them in, in their next job. And they know that. And so, and you'd be surprised, we have a lot of people that don't leave. I mean, I've got a number of people that have been here eight, nine, 10, 15 years in and, and, and my manager-level positions, and, and they don't have a desire to go anyplace else because, you know what, they, The Grass isn't greener on the other side because they, especially our millennials, they'll talk to a lot of their um, their cohorts that they were in school with. to get hired locally, and they'll start comparing notes as to what they're getting to do at the start of their career here versus where these other people are. And by far, they're getting an opportunity to touch and see a lot more things in a much more fun environment. And uh, by doing that, people want to stay.
2: Absolutely. And I I think, uh, you know, I'll I'll have to when we do our social media from this interview. I think uh, you just said something that was very key there. You said that I think think it was just great that you said it. You said, you know, you want them to really know that uh, you see them as a person, not just as an employee. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. that's so important and so critical to to people to feel that. You know, and, and not maybe just even from the CEO but from, you know, their direct manager if there's you know, if they're way, you know, further down the, the totem pole, but you know, all throughout the organization I think people want to know that they they're they're recognized as a person. Um, not just a yeah. you know, somebody who can
3: crank out a, a, a document,
2: you know, in, in ten minutes.
3: For CEOs that's a hard thing too, because you know, we're we're constantly We're looking at numbers, we're looking at production, we're looking at bottom lines. Right. And so it's easy to get into that rut where you're, you're very, you know, metric driven, but you you know that you've got to have that personal touch piece that you, if you really want to endear people to your company and, and learn these things, you need to, you need to have that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so as we wrap up here, you know, I would like for you to kind of speak to the baby boomer CEO, senior leader out there who, uh, maybe feeling some frustration right now about you know maybe they maybe they don't feel comfortable about raising their hand and and saying they're ready to retire because maybe they don't they mm-hmm. don't feel like the 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 structures in place or maybe they just don't feel like they've gotten what they've needed maybe they're just feeling frustrated about the influx of you know we're now what almost fifty two percent the entire workforce is is base basically a millennial so so mm-hmm. what would you? What would you want to say to that leader in, in order to help them you know make the next step to really building the culture that that they, they need to have and getting involved with with a millennial who they know maybe they, maybe they've already identified one and are a few and they said, you know that's our next you know group of, of leaders what, what would you say to that baby boomer if they're in that space?
3: So you're trying to, to find that next person that's going to replace you to do that you're going to kiss a lot of frogs (laughs) Um, we just don't have a lot of the, we don't have the same situation we were baby boomers where everybody you ran into was driven to be that entrepreneur in that business but that doesn't mean that they can't develop that way, it's just I don't think that they're going to see it as they weren't driven to do that day one I think it's something that they're going to develop into over time and so you're going to have to go out a little bit on a limb you're going to have to really push the concept of trying to mentor and and be much more understanding spend that time learning more and more techniques around you know personal development and how you would want to implement that into your into your your system. This personal growth plan concept is a great way for that to happen where you're doing a lot of one-on-ones with your your staff and Inside of those, over time, you're going to start to identify some of the key people who have the personality traits that are going to be able to maybe step up and and ultimately replace you if that's your goal. Or maybe they're the ones that can come up and at least be brought into positions in the company that allow them to run a lot of the day-to-day production, which gives you the chance to back off a little bit, do some of the things that you might like to do that are outside of the company or... Allow you to, to move up into a, a different environment in your company that's going to be more satisfying for you. I mean, the worst case is you get to the end and you got to shut it down. Nobody wants to do that, but chances are you spend enough time doing that and you identify two or three people who may be able to take that over by you mentoring them in, in all the, the common sense type of, of uh, things that need to be done in life. Then. You're going to find one or two in there that are going to ultimately step up and want to do this. It just may take longer because I don't, they don't see their time horizon as short as we may have seen ours. I mean, they don't see the urgency when they first get out of school. Right. Uh, they've got to get through the idea of getting married and having kids. Sure, sure. All this other stuff, but they're not, they don't, they don't look out 25 years. Right, right. They're only looking (laughs) five. So. Uh, if you understand that and, and work to that, I think you'll, you'll find a better chance of being able to find those people.
2: Well, 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 Chris, uh, it has been a pleasure to have you today, and we appreciate you sharing your high-level wisdom with new generation leaders.
3: My pleasure. I have really enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Well, there you have it. Another episode wrapped up in the books. You got a chance to hear from the CEO. Of Falco Consultancy, Chris Falco. He is an amazing person. I appreciate his time and I appreciate you for listening. And since you've had an opportunity to listen up until this point, thank you so much. Please go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. Download this episode and maybe share it with a friend, share it with another millennial, share it with a baby boomer, share it with another CEO. If you're interested in being able to get more into this conversation and ingrained, please go to HighLevelWisdom.com. You can leave your comments there, along with sign up with our newsletter, because we have more content than just what we produce here. But you'll also get to see some of our articles as well. So you could sign up for our newsletter there. If you're on Google Play or iTunes and you listen to podcasts on a regular basis, please download this show. Download it and also leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you thought about the interview. Tell us how you feel about this sort of conversation. If you have other suggestions, other people that you think would be an awesome fit for this type of platform, send us an email at info at highlevelwisdom.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Hey, do you feel like you're investing a ton of money in ads, but not getting the return? Well, it's probably because you're not getting it in front of decision makers. If you advertise with us here on High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders, you will be more likely to be able to get a decision very quickly and moving your product or service forward. Feel free to send us an email at info at highlevelwisdom.com if you're interested in advertising right here